Wellakarja, Gunurian Ta, Libsha, Arish, August Blainer, Fui, Waisha, Davesha, Gulyar. A very, very happy New Year, a joyous 2023 to you all. And thanks for your support and thanks for listening to this podcast and to my written ramblings in the various little columns that I produce every week. So it's a lovely New Year's Day. And remember, this is the first day of the rest of our lives. So what the what to talk about? Twenty twenty three will will mark the twenty fifth anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, and then the month after that, there will be many who will also celebrate the anniversary of the referendum, which was in May nineteen ninety eight, when the vast majority of people of the island of Ireland voted in support of the agreement. So I don't think it's putting it too strongly to describe the the agreement and the referendum as probably the most important political events of our time in Ireland. The twists and turns from April 10th, 1998 to now have been many. Currently, the institutions are not in place due to the stubbornness of the DUP, the machinations of success of Tory governments, and unionist attempts to force the EU and the Irish government to scrap the protocol. However, despite these difficulties, the success of the agreement is that there are many people alive today because of it. It brought an end to almost three decades of war. It is seen by many internationally as an example of how deep-rooted conflicts can be resolved. Now, there are those who still seek to use violence or threaten the use of violence to represent the past. And they do, in fact, represent the past. They don't represent the future. And so do the securocrats who manipulate them and the groups which are involved. So, once again, let me say, they should end their actions and they should go away. Now, of course, the Good Friday Agreement isn't a perfect agreement. It was, after all, a compromise between conflicting political positions. It's also a fact that crucial elements of the agreement have still not been implemented by the British, or indeed the Irish government, including a Bill of Rights for the North, and we can't forget the British government's refusal to establish an inquiry into the murder of human rights lawyer Pat Panukin. The reality is that the Tory government has no real investment in the Good Friday Agreement. In fact, its policy is to emasculate the human rights elements of this agreement. And this is evidence of its refusal to fulfil its commitments and obligations to deal with the legacy of the past and the concerns of families bereaved during the conflict. Way back in the day, the Sinn Féin leadership went into the negotiations knowing we would not achieve all of our objectives given our political strength at that time. However, we did have our own red line issues. For example, we had already decided to compromise on the need for a single unity referendum by holding two referendums north and south on the same day. Our leadership decided that the policing and justice issues should be dealt with 
in a separate negotiation, the RUC had to go. In our view, a commission could best deal with this. And one of our key objectives was to get rid of the Government of Ireland Act. And I'm very pleased that we succeeded. Then crucially, there's the issue of consent. Previously, this was interpreted as referring specifically to the consent of the Union's majority, defined in Article 4 of the Sunningdale Agreement as represented by the Unionist and Alliance delegations. The Good Friday Agreement is clear. Constitutional change requires the consent of a majority. This is the democratic position. Of course, the sensible goal of all Democrats must be to persuade the largest number of people to vote yes, to get the largest, largest vote possible. That's obvious, and it's also good sense. It's also important to understand that the Good Friday Agreement is not a settlement. It never was. It doesn't pretend and didn't pretend to be. It's an agreement to a journey without agreement on the destination. The promise of the agreement is for a new society in which all citizens are respected, where the failed policies of the past are addressed, and where justice, equality and democracy are the guiding principles. It also provides for the first time a peaceful democratic pathway to achieving Irish independence and unity. This was crucial and central to the long effort to provide an alternative to armed struggle as a means to advance these legitimate goals. From a Sinn Féin perspective, the efforts to reach that position involved prolonged negotiations with John Hume, back-channel communications with successive British governments, with Fianna Fáil, led administrations, outgoing outreach to Irish America, and subsequently the White House, as well as attempts to outreach to elements of unionist and loyalist opinion. And we should always remember the crucial role played by Father Alex Reid and Father Des Wilson and those who worked along with them. Now, to their shame, no Irish government has ever produced a strategy to build a new and inclusive Ireland and to give a fact to Irish unity. The Good Friday Agreement provides the mechanism to achieve this. The absence of an Irish government being being planning, it's it's indefensible. It's incredibly short-sighted. And there's no excuse for it. What's needed is the full implementation of the Good Friday Agreement including the setting of a date and planning for the referendum provided for in the agreement. And the Irish government should establish a citizens' assembly or a series of such assemblies to discuss the process of constitutional change, as well as the measures needed to build an all-Ireland economy, a truly national health service, an education system, and much more besides. The Irish government also has a responsibility, along with the rest of us, to be totally committed to upholding and promoting the rights of our unionist neighbours. The protections of the Good Friday Agreement are their protections also. This is their land, their home place. All of this makes sense to plan, to prepare, to discuss, to be inclusive, to engage in dialogue. There are very few countries which get a chance to begin anew. Ireland, North and South has that chance. 
Most leaders would embrace this, welcome it, be excited by it and seize the moment. But not Dublin. Political parties which have enjoyed power in the southern state since partition don't wish to give up that power. That's why the former Taoiseach Michal Martin refuses to establish a citizens' assembly. Irish unity will profoundly transform the political landscape here. At the core of the progress we have already made is dialogue. Dialogue, proactive talking, proactive listening to each other. That's the key to resolving issues, to resolving problems, to resolving conflict. Dialogue is key to building an inclusive society. Yes, there will be many challenges, but there will also be many, many opportunities. And I, for one, look forward to continuing the progress of change in 2023. I want to say a wee bit about uh, an event, a very important event that I attended recently. It was up in Glornamona on the uh, White Rock Road. And it was the launch of the Black Mountain Rewilding Project. When I arrived up into the, the uh, venue, the place was packed. Tommy Morgan, our Faraday, started the evening's event with a few warm words of thanks and appreciation for the work of Aaron Kelly and his co-workers, particularly the filmmaker, Marching Keenan. Now, the folks involved... Gummel Eskill and this rewilding the Black Mountain are local, mostly young but not exclusively young, but are local people working voluntarily on our wonderful Black Mountain. And Aaron and his friends are the very best of our youngsters. And as I did when I was their age, they have spent their childhoods playing on the mountain, exploring its wildness and learning about the wildlife which call it home. But Aaron took the mountain rambles, or his mountain rambles, to another level. Starting off with litter cleanups, he discovered a pine marten, a fairly rare native Irish mammal, and that discovery sparked off a series of wildlife surveys of the mountain. Aaron is knowledgeable, he's passionate about the unique biodiversity of the Black Mountain. He's working with landowners and farmers to improve and preserve the habitat of foxes, hares, rabbits, pine martens, lizards, badgers, moths, butterflies, owls and other other birds, including hen harriers and buzzards. And that work includes planting native trees to re-wood the mountain slopes to provide homes for our mountainy wildlife. It's all there on our doorstep, those of us who are privileged to live in West Belfast or in Belfast. And it's amid flora, including wonderful wildflowers like bluebells. Little mountain streams trickle down and there are patches of rare wetland. The Treasures of the Hills film was the centrepiece of the Glornamona event. It took Bayview Media two years to make it and it's absolutely a must-see documentary. Beautifully shot and produced, I'm tipping it as a potential prize winner for films of its kind. 
It's on YouTube, YouTube and I'm sure if you Google it, you'll, you'll get it. And I've also posted it on my social media platforms. And for those of you who are interested, it will be available for screening in local schools, in the community sector, across the youth sector. So let's get behind Aaron Kelly and his friends and support them in their work. Saving the planet starts where you are. And for Aaron Kelly, that means sleeve do. And Aaron can be contacted at Black Mountain Wildlife Project at Outlook.com. So, Shanae, two stories of hope, of endeavour, of progress. But later this week, we'll also bury our old friend, Bobby Lovery. And uh, I want to finish just with uh, a word of thanks to the Lavery clan for all that they have put up with and all that they have sacrificed. And I think we'll, we'll sign off with Sinead O'Connor and the parting glass. But let's be hopeful. Bobby, if nothing else, was hopeful. Let's be hopeful for better times in the year to come. Gunyuri and Talev, mind yourselves, ah, more, orov. See you.
sorry 